Winning is a lot of fun. So what do the Raiders need to do to keep having fun? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 20th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we do appreciate you. It doesn't matter if it's three minutes or 33 minutes. We appreciate your time each and every day, and we definitely appreciate my man Ari, who does a great job getting us up on YouTube each and every day. You can hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts will come up in segment number three of today's show. Got a lot of them trying to get to. I'm not going to get all of them on. It's never personal. I apologize in advance for not getting your calls and texts on. I try to do the best I can, but there's a ton of feedback and we do appreciate that. But like I said, I'll get as many on as possible. It's never personal if I don't get your call or text on. That's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I like to always give you the keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Raiders to go to Chicago on Sunday and pick up a victory, the third victory in a row, and prove their overall record to four and three? We'll talk about that in segment number two of the show. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. Uh, everything I collected from uh, Thursday, ready to head into this Friday, and of course head into the weekend and the game on Sunday versus Chicago Bears. Before I do any of that, though, I do want you to know today's show is being brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on the show, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. The biggest news and notes that came out on Thursday was the fact that Jimmy G is out. My guy Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal on the Morning Tailgate on Radio Nation Radio 920 tweeted out around Thursday afternoon that Jimmy G is officially ruled out. Then you saw guys like Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and everyone else from NFL Network start tweeting it as well. Jimmy G is out. So obviously it's going to be the Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell show. And I don't think that comes as a big surprise. I think anyone who's you know been paying attention and saw what was going down on Sunday uh, with the Raiders and the Patriots and Jimmy G leaving at halftime and having to go to the hospital probably had a good idea that he wasn't going to play this Sunday. But with uh, the Raiders officially ruling him out on Thursday, now you know for 100% fact that it's either Brian Hoyer or the rookie Aiden O'Connell. So Lincoln Kennedy, who's a guest on my radio show each and every Tuesday and thirty at three Tuesday and Thursday at three thirty Pacific time, uh, you know, I asked him straight up about you know who he thinks should go right now that he knows Jimmy G is out officially. What does he think is should be the fifteen year veteran in Brian Hoyer or the rookie Aiden O'Connell? Here's Lincoln Kennedy on that. You know, when they when they got Hoyer, they 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 were under the assumption that they might not have a quarterback who's capable of playing in the system. And then obviously you bring in Aiden after you draft him, you, you, you get him ready for the season through training camp and spring camps. And he's looked, he looks, he's looked good. I think the, the promise is bright. The, the future is bright behind Aiden. I just weren't so concerned about the season here and now, you know, the thing yeah. is, is that you don't want to get a, a rookie ready to play, have him play, then bench him because uh, your starting quarterback comes back and, and so on and so forth. You want to kind of have a rookie stay in there so he can his, get his, his lumps. 
uh, see as many plays as he can. So that's probably why I would go with Hoyer. I think the season, there's still too much of an urgency cue right now to win this win now. And I think the season is still in line with, every, with being a 500. You can do that. That's why I would go with the veteran more than the rookie. So there's Lincoln's reasonings, and they're similar to reasonings that I've said multiple times. And uh, a lot of people know that uh, I think that they should go with Brian Hoyer. But I understand the argument for Aiden O'Connell. So I'm sure those guys know. Uh, Vinny actually talked to both of them in the locker room on Thursday, and uh, neither one of them led on to who's going to start, but they said that they're both preparing. So, you know, it'll be something that we find out on Sunday. I mean, I'm assuming that we'll find out Sunday morning, but, hell, last time Aiden O'Connell got to start, we actually found out late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. So maybe we'll find out coming up, you know, either later today or tomorrow. But sooner rather than later, we'll know who it is. We do know it's either Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Uh, it's one of those two guys. So there's that. I did want to go over the injury report from Thursday for both the Raiders and the Bears to let you know how everyone's progressing or if they're not progressing. And for the Raiders, Devontae Adams, you know the shoulder injury, was limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. There's no doubt about it. He'll be playing on Sunday. That's a good thing. Cornerback Ja'Korian Bennett, shoulder and knee injury, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Max Crosby, knee and thumb, limited both days, Wednesday and Thursday. You know he's going to go. There's no doubt he's going to go. Cornerback Jimmy or quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo with the back issue didn't participate Wednesday, Thursday, already been ruled out. Cornerback Tyler Hall with the ankle injury limited Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, tackle Justin Heron, concussion, did not participate on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, so it sounds like he's progressing. But, of course, he's got to pass the concussion protocol. Cornerback Nate Hobbs with the ankle injury didn't participate, didn't participate Wednesday and Thursday. Definitely don't think he's going to be playing on Sunday. And then linebacker Robert Spillane with the knee and shoulder injury, full on Wednesday, full on Thursday. He is good to go. Now, for the Bears, as the Raiders, you can see, they somewhat got better, right? I feel like that the, for the most part, uh, they, they improved some of the status of some of their guys. The Bears did not. Offensive lineman Nate Davis, ankle injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday. Offensive lineman Dan Freeney, knee injury, limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. Something to pay attention to. Quarterback Justin Fields with the thumb injury didn't participate Wednesday or Thursday. Don't anticipate him playing at all. Running back Travis Homer, hamstring injury, limited, full participant. So that's an upgrade right there. Defensive back Eddie Jackson, the safety with the foot injury, limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. So that's a step backwards. Running back Roshan Johnson dealing with a concussion, no participation on Wednesday, no participation on Thursday. Uh, for the most part, it feels like he's not going to be playing on Sunday either. Uh, offensive lineman Doug Kramer Jr., thumb injury, full participant both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Unique Ngakwe, back injury limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday. He'll be good to go on Sunday. Uh, defensive back Terrell Smith, illness, did not participate both Wednesday and Thursday. Offensive lineman Darnell Wright, the rookie out of Tennessee, number 10 overall, shoulder injury, limited on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday. That's a big deal because that offensive line is already a mess. And tight end Mercedes Lewis uh, had a rest day. He wasn't listed on Wednesday. Didn't participate on Thursday, but that was just a rest day. So there you go. There's a few guys that really could be key cogs in this game coming up on Sunday that did not participate on Thursday. We'll get another report today, and then we'll find out on Sunday who's in and who's out. So uh, very interesting. I definitely want to continue to monitor those guys on the Bears side of things. Pretty much have a good idea who's in and who's out for the Raiders. Real quick before we get into segment number two and start talking about the keys to victory, what the Raiders are going to have to do to improve to four and three and get the victory on the road in Chicago and their third victory in a row. 
Courtney Cronin, she works for ESPN. She does a fantastic job. She's all over ESPN. Uh, she's on First Take. She's on Get Up. She's on Around the Horn, PTI. I mean, she's on all these different shows, right? She jumps on these shows. She covers the Bears uh, on ESPN.com. She does a fantastic job. She was on my radio show, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, on Wednesday and was talking about the Bears. And so uh, most likely Justin Fields won't be going, so it's going to be Tyler Bajit, uh, the rookie. You know, he's a D2 guy, right? He came from a very small school undrafted free agent he came in last week versus the Vikings when Justin Fields went down since he's most likely going to be the guy getting the start on Sunday I asked her straight up who is this guy what can you tell us about us about him so we know who the Raiders are facing so here's Courtney Cronin on who is quarterback Tyler Bajan I think it's hard to like put a pin like figure out like what he is as a player I asked Tyler Scott and DJ Moore about that today and they couldn't really tell me. Like, what is his identity as a player? And so I asked Tyson Bajan that exact question. He said, you know, it's a hard question for him to answer. He's not a pocket passer, but he's not a dual-threat quarterback. He's somewhere in the mix of all of those things, which most good quarterbacks are. But I, I think he's still trying to figure that out. We, we know what he was at the Division II level, and, of course, it's going to be different from, um, you know, what he can be potentially at the NFL level. Like, he's got a really – decent arm and pocket presence where he can hang in there. I think that that's the thing that you go from Justin Fields, who is a natural runner, um, who can do a lot of different things, has a strong arm, and some of those things are different with Tyson Bajan. But what you see with Bajan is somebody who, I think some of the mistakes he made in the game against the Vikings, to watch him pretty seamlessly bounce back from that. So he has that strip sack that's returned 46 yards for a touchdown, and three drives later, he leaves a touchdown drive of his own. The Bears' offense wasn't able to do that earlier in the game with Fields in. So to see Bajent do that, that's a great sign that at least he's somebody who doesn't dwell on uh, you know negative plays that the moment's not too big for him. Because of course, you know we can talk about that and people can downplay that all they want. And say you know he worked to get here, he's beaten the odds. But when you're in a moment like that, that's pretty substantial of making sure that you don't get the yips or you don't have a mistake compound itself with another mistake, and then the game gets out of hand. I thought that he did a really good job, especially after that first turnover that he had. Of course, we know the game ended with an interception, but I thought he did a good job bouncing back from that, and that's not something that you always see with quarterbacks who are not supposed to be playing in games end up finding their way in the game. So he's a very confident young man. I got that from what Courtney had to say right there. And, you know, he's a guy that's going to make some mistakes. He's obviously uh, getting the very first start of his career. He's an undrafted free agent. Behind him is Nate Peterman, which is pretty interesting. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not a guy that should beat the Raiders at all. Now, the Raiders have made guys look good that shouldn't beat them before. So I'm not going to sit there and say it's going to be a walk in the park. It's not. But he is not a guy that on Monday we should be talking about how the Raiders lost to Tyler Bajan. Just straight up. I'll say that, and I'll say it right now. Finally, uh, from Courtney Cronin, the state of the Bears offensive line. I talked about Darnell Wright and the fact that uh, he didn't participate on Thursday's practice, and he's a big-time player, the rookie out of Tennessee, number 10 overall. But that offensive line is in a mess. So here's Courtney Cronin just talking about the state of the Bears offensive line. Where are they right now as a unit? Another state of flux. Um, (laughs) You know, this is – their 30th combination in 23 games that they will have utilized. Um, And that's tough because when they have so many pass protection issues, it's not just guys not knowing what to do. It's different skill sets up there and not having the best, you know, the best five out there because of injury. And so we talked to Cody Whitehair today. I do think that he is not 
going to be the center this week. I would imagine that that ends up being Lucas Patrick and that they slide Cody Whitehair over to guard because Nate Davis is is got an ankle injury and he's not playing this week. There will be an opportunity for him to play, but like I don't think it's going to be at center. And watching him get benched and then hearing the explanation for why he got benched and then hearing the Bears try to justify, you know, well, they felt that this would settle um, settle Tyson Bajan down. Well, if Cody Whitehair wasn't a great center to begin with, I don't know why Lucas Patrick wasn't in there. And it's not like – this is not like saying, like, oh, my gosh, the guy that, like, they didn't play right away is this, you know, superstar. Like, he's had his struggles, too. He's a backup who ends up playing this because there was, like, an injury with Tevin Jenkins earlier in training camp that ended up moving everything. Like, they, I honestly don't know if they played that the right way when Tevin Jenkins went down – and moving Cody Whitehair over to center after Cody Whitehair was dealing with a hand injury, there was just so much shuffling that happened that it really messed up the continuity of this offensive line. And I think that's a pretty big reason why you've seen so many issues up front. So there you go. I mean, that's a lot of different varieties and, and different, you know, um, just kind of mixing, mixing and matching of that Bears offensive line, which is not good for them. As we all know, uh, watching the Raiders and knowing that they're trying to find the right fit, and they did that last year for a few games, right? What, five or six games before they settled in on, on a starting five? And, of course, there's been some, you know, in and out so far this year as well. But more of that is just kind of substitutions for different packages as opposed to, no, that's not the right guy. That's not the right guy. The Bears are all over the place with who they're trotting out there, and they have a lot of offensive linemen currently injured. So who knows who's going to be out there? But in my opinion, it should be a day that the Raiders have a really good uh, attack on the quarterback from the defensive line. Like Max Crosby's got to be licking his chops, knowing the opportunity that's in front of him. But we'll talk about that in segment number two, keys to victory. What will it take for the Raiders to extend their winning streak to three and improve their overall record to four and three on the season? We'll get into all that after I tell you about a couple of sponsors here on the show, including Jace Medical and the Jace Case. And the Jace Case, what is it? Well, it is something that you just really need. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case, you just got to fill out a simple online form. In some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. When you do that, right, they'll figure out exactly what you need. They'll hook you up and, uh, like I say, get ongoing care from any of the treatment-related questions from their physicians, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. The main thing with the Jay's case is they don't want you to be caught unprepared. Life happens. Sometimes you need a, a O-blank case, right? That's what it could be. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. And as a matter of fact, right now, not only can you customize your Jace case and you can add on some medications, but you can also also get a gift card for your, your Jay's case so you can give loved ones the Jay's case if you want to do that. If you want to gift it to them, you can do that right now. You can buy that gift card for your family or loved ones, and they can get their own. Go to jaysmedical.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jaysmedical.com. I also want to tell you about FanDuel. Right now, you need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And, man, already into week seven. You saw how week seven uh, got underway, right? The Jaguars topped the Saints. Uh, it, was a, it wasn't a close game until it was. But uh, the Saints lose another one. The Jaguars improved to five and two on the, on the season. And that's how week seven got underway 
Thursday night football. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. So you could have bet that Thursday night game multiple different ways. You know, the over, under, player prop bets, uh, interceptions, you know, Derek Carr touchdowns, whatever the case may be, you could have done that. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way. Again, it's week seven already, so you better hurry up and jump on it. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into keys to victory. I do this every time. Every time there's a show right before the Raiders game, I always break down keys to victory, what you have to do offensively, defensively, overall. What is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with the victory? Right now, they're sitting there at 3-3, three and three, and they have an opportunity. The schedule is going to get tougher after this week, but you don't have to worry about the tougher schedule after this week until after this week. So right now, the, t- the task at hand is the Chicago Bears. So keys to victory for this game. I do believe the Raiders should win this game. I picked the Raiders to win this game. And honestly, I don't think it should be really close. But it's the Raiders, and we know how that goes, <laughs> right? Just because it shouldn't be close doesn't mean it won't be close. But I'm going to start with the defense because the defense is the strength of the team, so I might as well tip the cap to them. I believe that they're the strong unit, and they're the ones that are going to really kind of put their will on the Chicago Bears, as they should. First and foremost, stop the run. The Bears want to run the ball, especially the fact that they have a rookie quarterback getting his first start. Of course, they want to have a healthy dose of the run game. They are really good at running the ball. And that's how they want to butter their bread. So they're going to try to do that to the best of their ability. The Raiders have to make sure that they don't allow that to happen. They started off the season pretty good against the run, and then all of a sudden they kind of let the floodgates open, even starting week two against the Buffalo Bills, let the Chargers get off in the run game. They've got to tighten that up, man. Tighten up the hatches. they got to be a lot better stopping the run and make the rookie quarterback beat them. Make the rookie quarterback drop back 30 times. If he drops back 25 to 30 times, closer to 30, I'm saying Max Crosby gets home two to three times. And I know I said Tyree Wilson was going to get a sack last week, and he didn't, but at some point it's going to come. The more reps you get, the more opportunities you get, the more what at-bats you get, the, more, the better chance you're going to get to get a hit. Tyree Wilson's going to get his eventually. He's not going to go the whole season without a sack, I don't believe, you know, barring injury or whatever. But as long as he's playing, he's out there, he's getting reps, he's going to get a sack. I think the defense has a good chance to kind of tee off, especially with the fact that the Bears' offensive line is in shambles, as you heard from Courtney Cronin in segment number one. So stop the run, first and foremost. Pressure up the quarterback. There may, this may be a game where Patrick Graham blitzes just a few more times just to put some heat under his chin, man. Make him feel it. This ain't D2. No disrespect to any D2 athlete, but it's not D2 college ball. This is the NFL, man. Right, Go in there and heat that guy up. Make him feel a little bit uncomfortable. Make him make a bad decision. When he relieved Justin Fields against the Vikings, he did turn the ball over a couple times. So that's a possibility. The Raiders are looking for turnovers. They're hunting now. Right, It's been, what, a couple games in a row, three games in a row now they've come up with, uh, with turnovers. Keep that thing going. You can never guarantee that you're going to get a turnover in a game. You can't count on them. But you can go hunting for them. You can go looking for them. That's what the good teams do. So if you heat them up, Make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Make him maybe run around a little bit. Let Max get, get on him. Tyree, get to him. The interior, I'm, I'm very encouraged by the interior of the Raiders' defensive line. They were able to get home last week against the Patriots. Uh, three guys from the interior when it comes to Bilal Nichols, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, they all were able to get home. 
if they can start consistently getting pressure from the interior, this Raiders defensive line can end up being a nasty unit, right? I'm not saying that they're going to all of a sudden be the 85 Bears or, you know, the Baltimore Ravens that won the Super Bowl on the strength of their defense. I'm not saying that at all. I wouldn't be crazy like that. But they can be a big-time strength of the defense, and then this defense be a big-time strength of the, of the team. Uh, finally, just don't let DJ Moore get loose. Right, he's the guy that they made the trade with Carolina uh, when they ended up trading their number one overall pick, uh, and and DJ Moore was part of that package, and he's he's shown that he could play. Right, he he's I mean everyone knew he could play before he went to Chicago, but Chicago's like, hey man, that's that's a dude. We've got to make sure we get him the rock. So just don't let him get loose. You know, so if that's Marcus Peters on him, if that's Jacorian Bennett on him, if that's Amik Robertson on him, whoever's playing, man, they've got, to, they've got to keep it tight in the secondary because that guy can get behind you and he'll get loose and all of a sudden you look up a big play here, a big play there, and it's like 14 points on the board, 16 points on the board, and you're looking up saying, what happened? Right? So that's what the Raiders can't do, allow the big play to happen. And if the big play is going to happen, it's going to happen to that dude. DJ Moore. So you got to watch out for him. So defensively, stop the run, pressure the rookie quarterback. They got a bad O line. You know, lit, light him up a little bit. Patrick Graham could blitz a little bit. That would be good. Create a turnover too. And don't let DJ Moore get you with the big play. Just don't let that happen. Offensively, <laughs> I think you got to feed Devontae Adams, right? Feed him early. Get him involved. Get him juiced up. Get him fired up. Get him dancing a little bit, right? Get, 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 that, get that guy fully involved. Don't have him on the sideline with a Gatorade towel over his head, hanging his head. And please, for the love of God, stop leaving him out there to dry and get blown up on, on you know, passing plays. Don't do it. You know, I don't care who it is. If it's Hoyer out there, if it's O'Connell out there, don't set the man up for failure. Man, I mean, it's already every play is like a mini car crash, but they're trying to get him into a 16-car pileup every time that they, you know, throw the ball and put him in harm's way. So get him involved early. It's probably going to be a lot of Devontae versus Jalen Johnson, a lot, right? A, a, a matchup that he's used to from his time in Green Bay. He can dominate. I like Jalen Johnson a lot, but he ain't stopping Devontae. Get him involved. Get him involved early. We've had people call in and say, man, Q, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Okay, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Get Devontae involved early because if he's involved early, that's going to open things up for Michael Mayer, who's obviously been part of the game plan the last couple of weeks, and it's also going to do what I think is most important, get things opened up for Josh Jacobs. You get Devontae involved, that's going to help out Jacoby Myers. You help Jacoby Myers out, that's going to help out Michael Mayer, and that's all going to help out Josh Jacobs getting the run game going. It's got to be a balanced offense. I'm not saying, you know, throw the ball 40 times and only run at 10. I'm not saying that at all. But you might have to start out passing the ball just to loosen things up. The Bears are actually pretty good at stopping the run. So you may have to loosen them up a little bit by going to the passing game. If that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. So go out there and do it. But try to stay balanced. The run game has got to get, uh, you know, get going. And Josh Jacobs obviously has to be a part of the game plan. Overall, this is probably the most important key to a victory. And again, I do think the Raiders are going to win this game. Limit the mistakes, right? They were one for six in the red zone. I asked Josh McDaniels what the disconnect was. He said there wasn't a disconnect, but he said it's the execution. He said it's the penalties, right? Taking negative plays in the red zone. It's already hard enough to score in the red zone. You can't afford a holding penalty. You can't afford an offensive pass interference penalty. You can't afford a false start. You can't afford, uh, you know, just bad, a bad execution as far as pass, like sailing out of bounds. You can't, you've got to be on point in the red zone. So limit the mistakes, the self-inflicted wounds, you know, the penalties, eliminate that. Right? I mean, Josh Jacobs runs the ball, gets all the way down to the four, and it's a holding penalty on Dylan Parham. Now it's all of a sudden it's back to the 14. 
right? I mean, just you got to avoid those negative plays. You cannot have them, but that's what's really going to help this team uh, thrive. They can't be one for six in the red zone. They might be able to actually pull it off and still win the game against Chicago, but it doesn't matter, man. You want to see this team evolve and get better. So take this team and start working, working on that, working on playing a clean game. Eliminate those dumb, stupid penalties, right? Even the ones like Max getting, you know, personal foul penalties. There's no reason. I get it that it's, you know, they're tic-tac penalties, but you know they're calling them, so don't, don't do it. There's no reason to set yourself up for failure, and there's no reason to set the team up for failure either. So uh, got to stop the, with the dumb mistakes, self-inflicted wound. But simple as that. I, I do think that the Raiders go to Chicago. I do think that they pick up a victory. I don't want to make it sound like it's just no problem. You know, walk in there, stroll in there, pick up a dub, collect a check, and bounce. I don't, I'm not saying it like that. But this is a team that should not beat the Raiders. So they have to start going into teams and playing teams that shouldn't beat them, and they should just let it happen. Not all of a sudden have to get a safety at the end to win it or a pick in the end zone to survive, right? I mean, look, I appreciate that the Raiders are making those plays, but they've got to go out there and win a game that they should win. And when I mean win it, I mean win that thing, right? They should win this game by at least a touchdown, in my opinion. Again, just my opinion. That's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Keys to victory, week seven action, Raiders, Bears, Chicago, 10 a.m. kickoff Pacific time. So uh, that's something to look forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to this game and looking forward to Monday where hopefully we're talking about a victory Monday and I'm handing out game balls. But what's on your mind? Calls and texts are coming up next, 707-654-4693. I'll get to that after I tell you about the title sponsor of this show, which is Prize Picks. And what is Prize Picks? Well, it's daily fantasy sports, and it's probably the easiest one to play in North America. <laughs> it's just that simple. You're not playing against me and you. We're not playing against a bunch of people. We're not playing against pros and sharks. You're playing against stat projections. That's it. So if you're looking at Devontae Adams and maybe he's projected to get eight catches for 112 yards and you say, yeah, you know what? I think he's going to get that because he spoke on getting targets this week. So you can say, yeah, I'm rolling with that. Or you can say, nah, don't think they're going to get it to him that many times, maybe only six. So you'd say, no, I'll, I'll say he's going to get less than, not more than the projections. And I don't even know what the projections are. I'm just throwing an example out there to you. But it's that simple, right? It's that simple where it's basically just you versus the projections. You can make your selections in less than 60 seconds. So in less than time it takes for me to even read this commercial, you could already be done. Just that simple. And you could turn $10 into $250 with just a couple of little beep, beep, and you're done. And you can make that kind of money just like that. You can do that for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, you know, whatever the case may be. Whatever position you're thinking, you can do it. And if, in the case of what happened with Jimmy G, where he went out and he did not return, Prize Picks has the reboot policy. Your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football games, top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, like Jimmy G did not, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance, which is also pretty cool. Right now, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I also want to tell you about DoorDash. And the good thing is, well, the wife is home now. <laughs> so now I don't have to worry and panic about DoorDash. And you know, one time, Raider Nation, I really did this. I was doing a radio show and I didn't have any food at all. And I got hungry 
And the wife was in, where was she at? Arkansas. Yeah, she was at uh, Cousin's house. And she was in Arkansas. And I texted her. I was like, wife, we have no food. And she's like, do you need me to DoorDash you a pizza? And I said, yeah. So she DoorDashed me a pizza from uh, all the way from Arkansas. But it was great, right? I mean, it's just something that I needed. I was hungry. And she was like, I got you. I can make that happen for you. So right now, you want to DoorDash a pizza to a loved one or, you know, maybe you're smarter than me and you can do it yourself, <laughs> you can get 50% off to up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's obviously subject to change. Terms apply. But again, 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order, which is awesome, right? I mean, that's, that's just something that DoorDash is doing just for uh, anyone who's using it for the first time so uh, make sure you go and check that out you can get anything right local foods pizza wings sodas burgers right groceries they have ways that you can do that as well so just be prepared for game day you know when game day is you know when kickoff is stock up on your favorite appetizers or all your favorite tailgate gear on doordash get ready to watch your team win sunday morning at 10 a.m is when kickoff is <laughs> so right now get 50 percent off up to 10 dollars value when you spend 15 dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app app and use the promo code lock 23 subject to change terms apply again don't forget use code lock 23 for 50 percent off of the 10 dollars value on your first order when you download the doordash app and spend 15 dollars or more subject to change terms apply your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's quickly jump into it and start off with Raider Ramos. He's calling to talk about Amik Robertson, the guy that is always doubted, but he never goes away, never gives up, and finds ways to make plays. Here's Raider Ramos talking all things Amik Robertson. Uh, hey, Q. It's uh, Raider Ramos here. Um, just wanted to give a shout-out. Um, the first time ever. Uh, listen, giving a shout out to you. I listen to you every day on my way to work. Um, how about Amik Robinson, man? Like, the guy has a lot of passion for the game, and um, I know you were talking about him in your last podcast, but um, just a clip on YouTube about uh, how he got on a call with John Gruden. The guy was crying. Like, I'm, I'm that's the kind of players like um, we like to see who have a, a deep passion for the game and. You can see it on the field, and like you said, you doubted him, and um, he's just been improving a lot lately. And um, but yeah, I mean, um, as far as the team, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a little different than we've seen before. Before you would see like, oh man, we would have to keep up with with teams because we're we have to like outscore them and all that. But this year, I feel like. Um, it's kind of like the reverse. Now, like, our, our defense is kind of like uh, something we haven't had for a long time. Our defense is keeping us in games. And, uh, you know, they say defense wins championships. But, hey, I mean, like, we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ray Ramos out. Thank you for the call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, Amik is that guy, right? He's earned the right to be on the field. The way he plays, the energy he brings, the you know the, the the want to that he has. Yes, he's the undersized, sure. But man, if there's one thing he's done, and I can appreciate, he's earned 
everything he's received. Nothing has been given to him. He's earned it. So when you say he's earned the right to be on the field, I co-sign that 100%. So if they roll him out there, which, you know, they did last week. They had him out there starting ahead of Ja'Korian Bennett, which is their, you know, their draft pick, their draft pick. So obviously they see what Amik brings to the table. They love the guy. They've kept him around for a reason, and he makes plays. And that's the thing I appreciate the most. He finds ways to make plays, even if he gets beat on a play or so. He doesn't let it bother him. He comes back and makes another play. Last week, he got called for a, a holding penalty. Very next play, he gets a sack. So, I mean, Amik is a guy that stays in the moment, stays in the game at all times, and definitely I can appreciate that. And you're absolutely right. He has earned the right to be on the field. Up next, got a text from Tori out the 605. He says, hey, Q, it's Tori at the 605. I just want to talk about our offense. I feel like it's a machine. Everything needs to work or nothing will work. What I mean by that is if one piece doesn't work, none of it will. You need a good O-line. The O-line can't protect the quarterback or open holes if they're going to go in against a stacked box. You need a good running game, but you have to have holes for the running game to work. You have to have a passing game, but you can't have it if the O-line can't protect. The one thing I think we need the most is a deep ball, and I was so happy when Brian Hoyer threw one against the Patriots and opened up another opportunity for the Raiders because it was something else that had to be defended against. That's Torrey at the 605, and thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you, and it's funny when you said it's like a machine. You know, it's like it all works or it doesn't work. All I could think of immediately was Christmas lights. <laughs> you know when that one bulb is out and the whole strand doesn't work? Now, I don't put up lights on the house. I'm not that guy, but I know, <laughs> I know what that's all about. Right. I mean, remember back in the day when people used to walk by people's houses and like pull one bulb out and, and then all of a sudden everything would go out. Oh, you didn't do that. Come on. You did that. I thought everybody did that. I mean, I didn't do it. I, I heard that people did that. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I thought of when you said that. And you're right. You know, the Raiders offense, again, it's not one of those where uh, it can only be the pass game or the only the run game. You know, I mean, it has to be you're right. A one, a one machine with all the parts working. If all the parts aren't working, it's not going to work, right? It's just not built like that. And that's why I've said before when people say, well, just throw the ball around the yard. If the run game doesn't work, well, then abandon it. Just throw the ball. You can't. This offense isn't built like that. They don't have the players. They don't have the playmakers to do that. Uh, you know, stretching the field, like you mentioned, Hoyer to Tucker, that was a big deal. Whoever starts on Sunday has to do that a couple times just to keep the defense honest, right? I mean, Lincoln Kennedy tells me all the time that he's talked to defensive coordinators around the league and they're not worried about the Raiders stretching the field. He said they don't do it. So they're not worried about it. So that's why that, that play works so well, uh, Hoyer to Tucker, because, well, no one thought that the Raiders were going to throw it because they don't throw it. So maybe now that it's on film, they put it on wax, like my man Emmett Golden would say, now maybe they'll have to respect it a little bit, but even that's only one shot. So they'll probably have to do it more times before uh, you know, opposing defenses say, yeah, that's what that team is possible. That's what they can actually do. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Logan out of PA. He's calling to talk about the Aiden O'Connell versus Brian Hoyer conversation as far as who's best suited up for Sunday now that Jimmy G is out. Hey, Q, this is Logan from PA. I wanted to give my take on the uh, Aiden O'Connell versus Brian Hoyer thing, and I think I'm pretty aligned with you. Um, my take is, like, not for Chicago, but for Detroit. So, like, I think we need to know, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be out more than one week? So if Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to miss a week and he'll be back for Detroit, I would play Brian Hoyer because I think we just need a game manager. They're also going to be playing their backup. I mean, theoretically, they were they only have one win with Justin Fields, so if we just don't mess it up, we should be able to beat Detroit, right? I would assume it's going to be a heavy Josh Jacobs game. So if we just need somebody to just game manage for one game, I would play Brian Hoyer. If we think that there's a possibility that Jimmy could miss more than one game, I would play Aiden O'Connell because if I need to choose who I'd rather start against Detroit, you know, that game could be a shootout. 
I feel like O'Connell has better odds of at least keeping us competitive or trying to win a game in a game that's a high shootout or a high total game over Brian Hoyer. Um, so that would be my take. If, if we're going to need somebody for Detroit, then Aiden O'Connell should play this week so he can get some more game reps because he looked super uncomfortable with game speed in that um, Chargers game. So, uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts on that, of, of what you think. But, yeah, I think that we should know some more information on Jimmy here probably with, by Wednesday, I would think, right? So uh, keep it up, Q. Talk to you later, brother. Logan, thanks for the call. appreciate you. And, look, for me, I think Hoyer's the best guy for the go- job right now. He's a veteran. He did some good things on Sunday. He didn't lose the game. Right now, if he had gone out there and stunk it up, then I would say, yeah, hell, just give it to Aiden O'Connell, call it a day. Let him play the rest of the season as long as, you know, Jimmy G's not available. Um, you know, but they have a chance to win and improve to four and three. I just think it makes a lot more sense. And Lincoln talked about it in segment number one where, you know, uh, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't help a rookie that much if he starts and then stops and then starts again. Right. So. You know, if you're going to start him, start him and let him play multiple times. That's what I said week three when they started him against the Chargers. That's why I was against it. That's the only reason I was against it. Some people didn't understand it, but I'm not the only one who believes that. So I believe it again this week, and we'll see what happens. If they start Aiden O'Connell, I'm not going to get mad, right? I'm just going to hope the team wins, and I hope he's going to do the best he can. And if Jimmy G's out another week, I hope they start Aiden O'Connell again, right? He needs reps. If, if he's going to do anything, he's going to need to have multiple games, not just one, and then stop. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a text from Chris in Northern Nevada. It says, Q, it's Chris from Northern Nevada. It was a pleasure to meet you Sunday prior to the game. Wanted to give you a few keys to victory. One, continue to play sound defense. Two, feed 17 early and often. Start with a few quick hitters, and hopefully that unleashes the beast. Three, got to score touchdowns on at least half our red zone trips, no matter who's under center. Keep up the great work. The podcast is my first listen every morning, and try to catch the other two shows you do when I can. That's Chris in Northern Nevada. Thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you, and those are very similar to the keys that I was talking about, segment number two. So clearly, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. You got to uh, go to Devontae early, get him involved, right? Quick hitters are fine as long as he's touching the ball and he's, he's doing some things. With Devontae with the ball in his hands, good things happen, right? And scoring touchdowns in the red zone as, as, as opposed to kicking field goals is a must. So, yeah, I'm with you. And the defense has been the strength of the team. I'm okay if it continues to be the strength of the team. I really am. I have no problem with that. And I'm actually pretty excited that that's – who they are. So uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, finally, we will wrap up with the uh, sucker free Raider. He's calling to talk about the decision on Hoyer or O'Connell when it comes down to who starts on Sunday and what he thinks. Here he is. Sucker free Raider. Thank you. Sucker free Raider. Um, just my thoughts on me wanting Aiden O'Connell to uh, start this weekend. I know you said uh, it's probably better if he doesn't. Um, but uh, just a, just a, a flip side on that is like at my work, you know what I mean? They call, they got something called acting, like. I get when the supervisor or manager is not in, I get to act as them for the few days here and there. And I'm grateful for that because it's, it's preparing me, whether it's, you know, a few days here and there, just, I mean, maybe five times a year, whatever, it just helps me because anything, anything helps. Matter of fact, even, even better example, you, you've always wanted to be on, you know, on the sideline or I, I don't know what else you aspire to be above that. I don't know NFL network or whatever, but anyways, like the sideline thing, you've been saying, Hey, how let your boy get, get you on the sideline. That's like them saying, uh, instead of, uh, you know, coming down a game or here, a game or two here in their queue, how about we just wait until maybe you could do a whole season and then maybe that time never comes or, or next year they got somebody else that they think might do it better and you never even got a chance to do it once or twice. Um, I think, I think any experience is, is good experience, whether it's a game here or there, because what I don't want 
is for this season to play out at eight and nine or nine and eight because we still think we got a chance and Jimmy gets hurt two or three more times and it's only Hoyer and, 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 and AOC never gets to go back in and we don't even know what's going on and we try to get a quarterback next year and blase, blase, man. Uh, give the boy a shot. I think any, any experience is good experience. You feel me? I'm out. Go Raiders. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And you've got a lot of valid points, right? And I do believe there's a time when O'Connell will get his shot. It just feels like 3-3 three and three with a super winnable game this week is not really the time, right? And that's how I felt week three, going up against the Chargers. I didn't like to start and stop. I get it, right? And, and I could appreciate you bringing in, you know, my, my case. But, you know, at, at the same time, I mean, we're, we're doing two different things. Right. I mean, there's guys that are, are, are professional fill-ins and that's who Brian Hoyer is, is a professional fill-in. So I would have no problem if it's a one week thing. Now, if it's like, hey, we're going to get you out there and get some, a bunch of reps and let you continue to do it, then cool. You know, but that's again, that's just me. You could be absolutely spot on right. And if you are, that's cool, too. I'm OK with that. So anyway, uh, great stuff. Great feedback. It's always good to hear from you. Thanks so much for that. And that's all I got time for on today's show. We'll talk to head coach Joshua Daniels about 1015 this morning. So maybe we'll get some clarity on who's going to be under center on Sunday. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Who knows? But we'll talk to him, uh, get his final thoughts ahead of the game before they head out and go to Chicago. And um, yeah, then the game kicks off at 10 a.m. Sunday morning Pacific time. So we look forward to that. And I do believe the Raiders will improve to four and three and we'll have good conversations coming up next week, starting on Monday as the Raiders prepare for the Detroit Lions Monday night football action. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Have a fantastic weekend. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.